Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Uh, today we'll be discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Stardust Crusaders, episodes 42, 43, and 44. Matt, we got a trifecta. We got three, and it's good. They're good. I like these. There we go. Uh, uh, by the way, my name is Pat. I forgot to do that part. I'm one of the hosts, Pat. Anyway, this is an anime podcast. We do the whole anime uh, book club thing. Do a serving size a week. This week it's three. And uh, I think last week, uh, I, you liked last week. I didn't like last week. Yeah, you I liked did. last week, right? Yeah. But you, you, I think if nothing else, you made me like it even more by the time we were done. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, we like got pretty, it, got, it got better. I won you over with my disdain. Well, let's just jump into this because I think I realized that I feel like the last episode was missing the metric like truckload of style they crammed into the first part of this episode. Oh my god. And they don't there's no lack of it. Like it's just straight on from here up from these three episodes. It's just jam packed. Yeah, the style truck is like coming. I'm cut boop boop. Here comes yeah. the style truck. Um but yeah, we begin uh we return to the action. Uh Jotaro is still playing the baseball game, or I, which I think is Oh, That's Baseball with uh, Terrence. And uh, Joseph is not a fan of Jotaro basically saying what his pitch is going to be. He throws his pitch, but guess what? It is revealed that Terrence's stand has the ability to not only take people's souls, but he can look into them. Um, and he's able to see if, uh, when he says that he's going to throw a straight, if it's a yes or a no. And we can see the... Uh, the blue shading effect around Jotaro, which means he's telling the truth. And we see a little parade of his dolls, which I thought was kind of funny. He's got as those big special eyes as he, as he watches the soul, too. Them jeepers peepers. I found it really peepers. weird that, uh, what was his name? Timothy? Jonathan? Terrence. Terrence. I knew it was something. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, his description of it. I could see a soul like night vision. Yeah, I got soul vision. So it's like, like a weird comparison to try and make. Which is funny because that's how he's describing it kind of to himself. Yeah. He's like, with my own soul vision, which is like night vision, but for souls. Um, I do like that they had the, the little guys, uh, the dolls pop up to kind of like spice that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Get again, style, style at the wazoo. Uh, we get the intro and oh my God, this is what I've wanted. Uh, it is revealed that not only can he see people's souls, but you basically get answers. So when he's like, is JoJo going to throw a straight? It just starts flashing. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Whose voice is that saying it? Is, is it the stand? It's Jotaro. Oh, it's Jotaro's voice. Okay, so he's hearing the person. Yeah, and he's like, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. And like the colors go all freaky. It's like a negative. It's like a bad Photoshop filter apply to the episode and we just see the word yes a bunch and it's awesome but even though he said yes a bunch uh, it turns out it was a lie his straight becomes a curveball and terrence freaks out <laughs> um because jotaro's soul shouldn't be able to lie and it's like what's going on and we get this incredible scene where he starts being like <laughs> it's like what are you doing over there and we, we get basically jotaro thinking the words like i do and are you cheating no 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 did that say yes to the cheating? Am I not remembering correctly? I think he said he asked him if he was. I could have sworn he said, "Are you are you cheating?" It's like no, or it's like, "Are you che or do you think you're cheating?" He's like, "I do, I do." 
<laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Like I, I'm sorry, this is like two episodes, like three. This is the yeah, first like three, three episodes, and it got crazy after this. Yeah, I just I I don't want to dwell too much on this. Just the back and forth of it's awesome because he basically can ask like one word. He can he look into the souls and kind of get one word answers, and the way that they're just done is just flatly repleting the word with the word being all over the screen and even better it's in english so it's just the actor going like yes 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 which i have to imagine this might fall a little flat in english and then we learned i guess we probably knew this for a while i think joe at least joe had a hunch earlier that it has to be a yes or no uh question that gets asked he can't see answers otherwise yeah uh and basically at this point that's yeah jotaro says thinks that he's like yeah it has to be a binary thing and upon hearing that Jotaro, basically at this point, he's kind of figuring out that Jotaro kind of has him like figured out. He freaks out and smacks Jotaro's hat. <laughs> oh man, there's been there's a fan theory I keep seeing come up a lot with memes for this show that uh, the hat is the real is the is the stand user. Yeah, and that uh, Jotaro is the stand. Yes. Oh my goodness. But yeah, he knocks the hat and he's like, screw your hat. You didn't win till you had the hat. I hate that hat. How are you <laughs> cheating? You have to be cheating. This is stupid. And he like looks at the thing. He's like, I'm gonna look at your controller and your stuff. And I, ah, ah. And he like sits back and he's just hyperventilating. He basically, the one thing I, he says a bunch of stuff, but I wrote down the one line I like where he goes like, I am a video game genius. <laughs> And uh, they start playing the game again, and Jotaro immediately does, like, one home run, and that's enough to shock um, uh, Terrence so much so that he accidentally lets uh, Kekyoin back into his body. Just Kekyoin. Like, the other souls, as far as I can tell, were still there. Not that they care. <laughs> this isn't like the other Darby. Like, they don't yeah. free all the other ones. Um, but basically... Uh, it's a really fun back and forth. The style of the yes and no's is fantastic. Everyone should look that up. That's really great. And I do love the fact that when he sees the cat coin soul, he's like, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. That was an accident. I did, I, to I, I totally didn't. Um, but because he already let um, cat coin go, they're like, yeah, well, the game's over, idiot. And they walk away and Joseph is like, yeah. Yeah, everything's awesome. And Jotaro's like, yeah, and they go talk to Kikoin. And it's revealed that, uh, <laughs> which is great because he forgot to turn it off, but Joseph was actually playing the game the entire time with Purple Hermit, which is hilarious. And Joseph doesn't even care that he got caught. He's like, oh, whoops. Looks well, like you, I got caught. You figured me out. Too late now, buddy. Which is great because he goes like, wait a minute, he was playing all along and we get both Joseph and Jotaro thinking the words, yes, 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 at the same time in harmony, which is so awesome. And then in the coldest moment in the world, Jotaro looks at him and I think this hurts more than what's about to happen. He goes like, your brother could have figured that out. Yeah. It's just, you know, Darby the Elder definitely would have. Ouch town, man. Uh, he that begs for forgiveness. We get a little bit of back and forth. And the, like, music theme, like, speeds up, like, I think a thousand times during this scene. <laughs> instead of, like, da 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 it's like, da 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 like, really speeds up. And we get, oh, God, this is so good. He's like, oh, God, which, which hand are you going to punch me with? And it's like, you're right. And it's like, nope. Oh. It's like, you're left? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Is it is it both hands? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and then he, he goes like, Are you gonna aura aura me? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and then it cuts to Joseph and goes, Yes, oh my god. <laughs> and he he basically pounds Terrence into oblivion. 
Uh, and he's forcibly retired. He's forcibly retired. Unable and to recover. It's incredible. I wrote in my notes, this was better than the last two episodes put together. Um, I loved the yes, yes, yes stuff. The reveal. And the best part, too, I I, I don't remember where it happened. I didn't put it in my notes. But, like, after it's revealed, Joseph is, and Jotaro is like, I'm so glad you figured out what my plan is, old man. And Joseph's like, of course I did. Ha, 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 ha. You're my grandson. Yeah, we think alike. Joe stars forever. Now I've been playing too much Spider-Man. I'm hearing like J. Jonah Jameson voice for. Ah, <laughs> this is who I would cast. J.K. Simmons should be Joseph Joe Star. It's, it's ever since uh, the way you described his actions last episode. That's how I've been hearing it. <laughs> that's how we do it. It's my purple hermit. <clears throat> After all, get me a camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's basically the the. This is basically like the an extended post credit sequence for the last two episodes. It was it's, weird. I think this is like the first time we've had like an arc from the manga actually sort of like outlast itself in the uh, in the anime. Yeah, I don't know if this was poor time management or not. I'm not quite sure. I have like a lot of mixed feelings where I'm like, I feel like they could have shortened up like the the car race or something. Or done something where this could have maybe fit. The two-parter could have been managed better. Yeah, because it, 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 like you said, this definitely didn't feel like it was supposed to be... It, this was conclusive in its own. Like, this was where an arc usually ends before we jump to the next one. And it was tagged into another episode instead. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's that's it of that. If, are, do you have any final thoughts about Terrence? No, that was a hyper great way to end that arc. That was wonderful. And I think it's infamous even. It's yeah. I think even on the wiki they said like we knew fans would be really excited about the yes 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 scene, which is, yeah, it was great. That was really Will you cool. Show me mercy. Look into my soul. No 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> is it both hands? <laughs> the way he's groveling is so wonderful. It's, they nailed it beautifully. This is the, I think the first. It's they do this all the time where like they beat the villain and all of a sudden the guy was so cocksure. Like it's almost yeah. a theme of Stardust Crusaders where. Everyone Dio throws at them is like a sniveling coward at the end. Yeah, it's almost like their their arrogance is like a resource they can exhaust. Uh, it just I think this might be my favorite turnaround for their behavior at the end. Yeah. Where they go, how's it gonna be both hands? <laughs> Are you uh, gonna do the aura aura to me? <laughs> I've heard about the aura aura. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. You're gonna get aura aura. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. Uh, well, get the laughs out, Matt, because are you ready uh, to transition to what we're going to talk about for the bulk of this episode? Oh, my God. These are fantastic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, and I don't want people to think I didn't like this. It's just it's not funny. It's no. very, very good. It's not funny. I think this might this this has got to be your favorite serious level assassin. I think I think this guy's your favorite. Yeah. It's it's funny. I, I It made me think I'm like, holy moly. Paul Narath has the best and worst fights in this show. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's the Alpha and Omega. He's more the main character than JoJo. Yeah. I, I feel like we, like, I don't care if, like, JoJo gets the spotlight for all the rest of the episodes. Polnareff still had more of it. For yep. the entirety of Stardust Crusaders. Man. All righty. So let's, let's get this into this. Uh, we are, we are introduced to our new villain. Yeah, I'm not going to do this out of order. Uh, our, our new villain is new, who's named Vanilla Ice. He's basically talking to Dio through Dio's bedroom door. And you mean um, cool ice, yeah, cool ice. What was the I, what was what was the Netflix translation? Which did they go with? It was also cool ice. Okay, they're like, listen here. But my favorite thing is like, I love the fact that the it's just ignoring the dub where he's literally like vanilla, vanilla ice. ice. <laughs> it's like straight up English. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, 
We're introduced to Villa Ice, who's a tall-looking dude with long hair. I do like that all of the mansion assassins have to really lean into Dio's heart motif. Yeah, he made them. Yeah, I guess so. It's, here's your uniform. Where are my pants? Here's your uniform. Um, because this guy's got like uh, he's got like Robin trunks on. Actually, higher up than that. This guy's oh, no. got like it's like almost a thong. It's like the ambiguously gay duo, but without like the tights underneath. Yeah, I wasn't actually sure of that for a while. I thought maybe that was just like a weird look, like Avdol's pants, kind of. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until later when he does this like strangely up close barrel roll. Yeah, <laughs> like right up in there. I was like, oh god, no, that's like a thong. Yep, yep. He's... Oh, I remember that barrel. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> that's the moment I was sure where that was going. That's where I'm thinking. Yeah, hundred percent. When you think of the old, uh, the old Robert Smigel cartoons. What are you looking at? Nothing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're introduced to Vanilla Ice. We have kind of an extended scene where J Dio's like, do you know why the heroes keep winning? Because they heroes. I mean, they, they have other thoughts, but I feel like that's what that boils down to, right? <laughs> Man, I'm dying. Um, well, it came down, well, it leads into what's about to happen here. It's like, they all... They all lost because they weren't willing to die. He's like, you know who wasn't willing to die for me? Terrence. <laughs> I, he specifically calls out Terrence. He's yeah, like, he does. yo, fuck Terrence. Stupid idiot. Um, and then he's like, hey, check out my neck scar. This means that Jonathan's blood is still rejecting me. I need to drink one more person. Would you give me your blood? And Villainize is like, yeah, sure. He summons his stand and chops off his own head. <laughs> Like he's committed, you gotta give him. You gotta give him that. But br brownie points. Um, I do also think it would have been kind of funny if this is all we saw Vanilla Ice. But yeah, he I, he like yeah. I have expected that. JoJo goes that crazy sometimes. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, he grabs like a big vase and he chops off his own head and like bleeds mostly pretty decently for a headless dude. His aim's pretty good. He bleeds mostly into the vase. Um, which I do think is kind of funny because, like, you'd feel like Dio would want to drink it right from the body. I don't know if this, like, <laughs> what he usually does, but I guess, you know, that makes less of a scene. Um, but Dio's like, oh man, you're too good of a henchman to let that happen. So he, like, cuts, he cuts his wrist and pours, like, a shitload of blood on him, and it wakes, uh, Vanilla Ice back up. I just noticed that Dio is oddly shirtless in this scene, and he won't he, be the next time we see him. It takes him a while to put on his shirt. Well, Dio's been shirtless, like, a lot, right? We've seen more of his abs than anything. I'm starting to wonder, has he been or not? Has he been more or less shirtless? I think we've mentioned Jonathan's abs almost every time Dio has shown up. Well, I think the shirt he wears still shows off the abs. It's okay. almost more like a vest, if I remember. Well, he's got to be wearing something that that covers his torso very, very soon. Okay. Um. But yeah, and in fact, because I won't shut up about it, the fighting game has two different characters, one of them being shirtless Dio and the other one being <laughs> full outfit Dio. Amazing. So All right. they play differently. They're very cool. If you didn't fall in love with him from decapitating his, himself for Lord Dio, I think that what <laughs> happens next is the moment I think you either stopped or you clapped or you went, yeah, I'm in. I wrote like, so dude. before I describe this, I wrote, well, this feels like an adult swim thing. <laughs> <laughs> because upon being woken up, he then summons his stand and then 
his stand eats him whole, and then his stand eats itself and then explodes <laughs> out the wall. It grabs its legs, jams it in its mouth, and just like <laughs> the whole body goes inside of itself. Like end of Men in Black style, yeah. just swallows it whole, and like he blows up the wall, and then Dio's like, You could have used the door. <laughs> in his own do way yeah oh god it was so what a great first impression um, right right yeah chops off his own head uh stan eats himself and he like blows out of a wall it's awesome it's like, it's very abrasive as far as establishing characters effectively and quickly we know everything we need to know about that guy right off the bat he's going yeah. hard body it's going to be a hard body episode you're worried for the team. Like this guy is not going to be like, now we will play uh, like, like <laughs> each one of you has a musical instrument and whoever plays off key first, I get you. So it's like, no, this guy is going to fuck stuff up. Um, we cut back to, I'm going to call them the B team. Unfortunately, uh, Abdal mentions that he was like, ah, they told me to light this house on fire. Um, but he's like, but we should go in first. And then as they're about to go into the house, Abdul's like, hey, Paul Narap, hold up. I'm not going to help you if you get hurt. I'm not going to help Iggy, who's already hurt. Killing Dio is far too important. And then they do like a bro handshake, and they're like, hey, man, I do the same for you, but you owe me dinner. And yeah. then they enter the mansion. Uh, man, if any of them if any of them should get to Dio, though, I feel like they should prioritize Abdul, shouldn't they? I know. He was the, he was the guy that uh, fled e Egypt. Um, but yeah, so then they do like SWAT team moves for the first time ever and only time, which I thought was kind of funny. Oh yeah, when he keeps checking all the all the doors, all the uh, check your corners, whatever they are. Yeah, and like Iggy's like like hopping around corners, and everyone's like just like looking around and doing stuff. And uh, they're they they notice like it's like an infinite hallway, like they uh would make a sixty four. Was it make sixty four where they're pretending to play Metal Gear Solid, and then they met uh. Kojima, or... yeah, they actually met Kojima. It was like they all they all started playing Metal Gear together, like in the middle of a city. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we basically get this thing, and then Avdol introduces a new power. He summons the coolest stand ever, Magician's Red, and then creates like a fire radar. Yeah, it's like um, I don't know what you would call it. It's like a crossroads. It's a axis. Like he's got yeah. one stick for going in every axis. It's kind of like a dousing. It kind of yeah. looks like a jack. Yeah. It's like they, they, he pulls off another random power out of his ass that we've never Basically. seen or could have used before. I wish he could have looked at the screen and been like, it's like the wine glass thing. Eh. Um, but yeah, he basically has a fire radar. Like it, it's, it points like north, south, east, west, up, down. And oh, it's on its, its own. Yeah, independently. And he doesn't need to have Magician's Red still out to use it. Like, it just continues to float around. And he says, like, the, the orbs at the end of it, because it looks like a jack, uh, will light up in the direction of if it detects anybody. Uh, it does immediately detect somebody, I think, of, like, the, the northeast. And before they can really do anything, Iggy immediately summons the fool and uh, destroys a pillar, which kills a dude who was in the pillar. Who's got like Dragon Ball Z shoulder pads? Yes, okay, you noticed that. That bugged me. He had like Dragon Balls, like the Saiyan, the Saiyan armor thing. I'm glad Go that on. we both have the same thought about this. Um, apparently, this dude's name was Kenny G. Yeah, I think we learned that in the in the 
in one of the uh, um, in between cards, title cards, or whatever they are. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the dub, they say that his name is uh, Billy Jean, which is a weird, still oh, a music cool. reference, oddly yeah. enough. But uh, in the manga and the Japanese anime, his name is Ken E. G. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Oh yeah. no, that's just in a. That's apparently just in a game. His name is Billy Jean in the anime and the manga. Oh, interesting. The JoJo um, uh, wiki is confusing the hell out of me. Speaking of the same thoughts, when 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 Iggy got him, did you have the same thought I did that uh, Iggy has now officially surpassed Joseph Joestar? Exactly. He, he set the uh, he set the world record for the fastest killing of a pillar man. I ha! That's pretty funny. I wrote in my notes. He's like he killed a vampire in a pillar. Dot 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 pillar and it, yeah so we have the same kind of joke thought okay. um he's no santana <laughs> billy jean no billy jean's no santana if you know what i'm saying um but yeah he's dead and then the mansion opens up uh, it he apparently had a stand which may or may not have been oh the stand's name is tenor sax and it's able to cast illusions oh that's right because the whole thing they were in an illusion that's right they had one of those um escher paintings yeah, it's yeah, it's just the endless hallway. So tenor sax either looks like an endless hallway or it can make a place look different. Yeah. Well, once he died, like a bunch of stairs disappeared all of a sudden. Yeah, they're just like in a living room now. They're like, yeah. oh shoot, look at that. That's kind of crazy. Uh, they all start walking forward, and then Avdol puts his hand on the wall, and I have no idea who wrote this. In Japanese. It's also in Japanese too. Which uh, on the wiki, there's a really funny note from the director. It's like. Please don't drag us for there being Japanese writing in Egypt. That's not important. Uh, and it has a cryptic stand, like those who turn around will perish or something like that. Yeah, um, it was like someone was like, uh, the person reading this, when you turn around, after you see this writing and turn around, you will. And then it starts dragging it out before he oh, moves. Oh, yeah, his thumb is covering. Word. It could have been a happy message, but yeah, then he moves his thumb. You will find your true love. Yay! But it says perish. Um, die in the uh, Crunchyroll translation. Okay, well, Netflix says perish. They like the okay. word perish. I guess so. I wonder <laughs> if they couldn't say... No, because no, they're, they're just a censored, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so basically, he then turns around and sees Vanilla Ice's stand, which I have now looked up because I don't think they ever say it out loud. They it's called didn't. Cream? It's Cream. It's a joke. Get yeah. it? Because he's vanilla, vanilla ice, cream. ice cream. Yeah. Or cool oh, ice cream. Oh, gosh dang it. Vanilla ice cream. Oh, that's funny. Um, and it's also the band cream, which I think was uh, Total Dirtbag Eric Clapton's old band, if I believe so. I have no idea. I've never heard of it. Uh, anyway, he sees it, and um, he then goes like, oh, gosh, my flame didn't see it, and Iggy didn't smell it. And in the brief moment he has, he pushes both Polnareff and Iggy out of the way and says, look out. And before he could finish talking, he is just deleted and his severed arms drop to the ground. Um, in maybe one of the most shocking kind of anythings. Like, uh, just deleted, gone. Yeah, there's no scream, there's just... no fight, like, there was nothing. Yeah. He made it this far. There's no like he got shot and he got shot and stabbed at the same time. Like it is just severed, smoldering arms on the ground. And Polnareff turns around and sees that and is like not able to even comprehend what he's looking at. Like he's he basically is like, Whose arms are those? 
the dog um, starts hyperventilating. Yeah, Iggy immediately starts hyperventilating. We do have a weird moment where as Cream is approaching them, Paul Naroff is like, why did you smell that, Iggy? Like putting some blame on our boy Iggy, yeah. which I thought, well, I mean, he's panicked and it's I, I he's not going to think straight. He's not used to not smelling them. I don't think that's ever happened to him. Yeah, he's like, oh, geez, uh, it snuck up on me. Oh, gosh. Um, at this point, Vanilla Ice from inside the stand uh, picks up the severed hands of Avdol and a very creepy thing. It basically, it, it's a longer explanation, but he basically goes like, my mouth is a black hole. And then he jams Avdol's arms into the black hole while explaining that Avdol is completely dead. And the episode ends with Polnareff screaming. And um, uh, holy shit. It was so much, oh, you're not selling how creepy that scene is at all, though. Because it, it, when he starts talking, like he's floating down the hall, holding the hands slowly towards Polnareff. And then eventually we see the mouth open. And then we have like the glowing eyes to see he's in, like he's inside the fucking mouth. Yeah, we could see his face peeking from the jaws of cream uh, and he's like i don't know where the darkness inside me goes yeah well the, in the netflix translation like it's another dimension another reality yeah like it's but a like, twilight zone thing so like, i just wrote black hole yeah because you hope though that Avdol's somewhere in there right just looking at the stumps where his arms used looking to be at the stumps yeah well he eats the it's not eat the hands until the next episode because he eats the hands. Yeah, he eats the arms. But also, they're separated halfway down the bicep. So it's not even a joint where he lost them. It's like... No. I I thought maybe some JoJo bullshit logic, and he, like, uses uses Hierophant to, like, burn them back on or something. I don't know, man. Yeah. You can't just kill Yavdol like that. Yeah. It's, it's really... It's nuts, and like it, it's hard to deal with. It's like super. It's one of the most unfair deaths I think I've ever seen in an anime. Where they usually make a meal of stuff. Yeah, it's real crazy. It's real like, upsetting. I think even Caesar had a more fair and upfront death than that. Well, they drew it out. Like Caesar, you could like the when the cross shaped like thing at the top fell on him. There was at least a moment where Whamu was like, you know, Caesar. You're okay. And then he gets crushed to death and they just find a pool of blood. Like, Avdol's just a pair of limbs. And yeah, there was no moment to think about it at all. It was just, it was just Vanilla Ice saying, you know, it's like Polnareff is freaking out, going, what the fuck happened? And Vanilla Ice going, he's dead. Yeah. He's There's dead. nothing man. left. I'm going to take these arms. Were, um, were you, you going to eat that? <laughs> yeah. Were you going to eat these arms? I'm so sorry. I just, I can't. Uh, I gotta furnish my mural. I gotta got a hunger that only hands can feed. Mm. Give me a round of applause. Um <laughs> this, this hands to Kevin. <laughs> uh it's just waving. Hey, hey guys, where's Aftal? Um, but that's the other thing. Well, I think we're making jokes because uh Vinylice doesn't. Yeah, he, he very just, much. Very he just, much. He goes like he's dead, and then he's like he just finishes what's left and destroys the evidence. He's a fucking human pet shop. Yeah, it's real crazy. Yeah, him and Pet Shop are a good a good duo. Um, do you want to do you want to get to the next episode? Do you have any other thoughts? I, I'm about already it? in the next episode. They're, they're, right. this, is all, this is all one thing now. Yeah, basically, it picks up where we left off. Um, he he, we I think they might have reanimated. It looks really neat. Like it looks really well drawn where he eats the arms again. And uh, Polnareff basically freaks out and gets anime freakout powers 
and uh, the speed of Silver Chariot, even though his armor is still on, he never removes the armor of Silver Chariot, um, Silver Chariot manages to score a really solid hit into the shoulder of Vanilla Ice. And the uh, force of the blow and the force of the strike is enough to make the uh, palace start to shake. And we get the intro. Um, we, th- we, we then get... Riff. Yeah, we, we get a quick... Uh, a quick cut in with the other team. We're down like a wine cellar. I'm like, what's going on? And we get a quick JoJo grimace. He's like, hmm, hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we don't dwell too much. We go immediately back to the fight. Uh, Paul Naraf is like leaning up against a pillar. He doesn't know where Vanilla Ice is because he disappeared again after he hit him. And he's like, I know that the fight's not over. And then he has a little quick flashback where he's just really... He just is really torn up by the fact that Avdol was like, listen, man, I'm not going to save you if you're going to die. And he's like, but he did save me. And that's awful. And I feel terrible. Um, and he's he has so much grief, he actually falls to his knees, which ends up saving his life. He's, How does uh, it save his life, Pat? What? How does it save his life? Because uh, Vanilla Ice that just zooms by, or Cream zooms by and eats the pillar he was leaning against. Like, just numb. And it's just, uh, man... That is crazy. He almost got hit. Uh, he tries to use his stand, uh, but that does not work. And we are basically said anything that touches that stand disappears. Uh, we have a chase sequence. A fun little thing of note is that Polnareff and Iggy are running. They slam a door closed, and then they put furniture in front of the door. But uh, Creamy's easy able to blast through. They kind of run around. They run upstairs. They do a whole bunch of stuff. And they realize they've made it to the exit. And they start thinking about leaving, but then they both go, you know, Paul Naraf, while thinking out loud, is like, you know what? We came here to kill Dio. We still need to kill Dio. We're going to figure this out. And that inspires Iggy, and they both, uh, like, at the last second, stop from exiting the building and run up to the second floor, uh, which is a good thing because it turned out Vanilla Ice, like a total D-bag, was just sitting invisible in the doorway. Which is a thing he can do. Like, he's, it's a bit ambiguous how, he, how his stand works. Does it turn invisible when he eats it sometimes? Maybe he's eating the light or something. Or does he teleport and then show up somewhere new with his thing? It's I'm a little confused at exactly how it works. But yeah, apparently he was invisible in the doorway. Yeah, so they it was a trap. It was a trap, Matt. It was a trap. <laughs> uh, but they didn't fall for it. Uh, we get a whole bit where uh, the heroes are, you know, they end up on the second floor. And they both immediately freak out when they see that there's already a hole in the floor when they got up there. So we get a dramatic summoning of stands, and they stand back-to-back. Like, Iggy jumps up on Polnareff's shoulder, and he's like, you watch my back, I watch yours. And you get a tense moment of where they're just kind of waiting for the attack. And oh, Polnareff, yeah? Sorry, I don't want to go without comment, but when they when they decided to uh, stay, and not you know to stay and fight and not flee, Iggy's tail went up. His tail is in attack position now. Oh, you're totally... That's a fun way to think of it. The anime made a big deal about it when it happened. <laughs> they It's... They didn't give it like a new type chime or anything, but it could have had a new type chime the when yeah. the tail just went straight up. Um, but yeah, we have back to back. Paul Naraf basically gives like a predator speech where it's like, come on, come at me, man. And uh, bravo, um, because this is a thing that can eat through anything. Instead of attacking from any of the angles they're looking, um, it comes from below. And uh, Paul Naraf notices cream just in time. Uh, well, maybe not completely just in time. Cream manages to eat, I think, the it's his right foot, I think? He eats the toes off of Polnareff's right foot as he leaps away. Yep, his left foot. Oh, his left foot. You had a 50-50 shot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Is it both feet? 
<laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so Paul Naraf has already lost some toes. Um, we then quickly cut back to the gang who hear the fighting, and they they get again. It's just nonstop, just to make you feel bad. They go like, "Oh my goodness, Avdol Paul Naraf must be fighting." Like they don't even assume that Iggy's in the fight. We got the Dio too, just reading a book while the house is shaking. Oh yeah, I guess I should have noticed that Dio's just like <laughs> he's chilling in bed reading, just like. Oh. <laughs> Seems like my house is having a time. Um, we we get a thing where Vanilla Ice keeps like peekabooing out of his stand, where he's like, he's he peeks his face out because you get the idea that it's like a sub well it's like a submarine with no periscope, but he can't see when he's inside of Cream, so he has to keep peeking out and looking. And he basically goes like, I don't know where you guys went, like Paul Naraf lashed out so much, you made so much debris. I know you're hiding, and um. After he says that out loud, we see Dio showing up and asking him a question. And Dio comes up behind him. And it is revealed that, that Dio is actually, and I don't believe we've seen this power before, but a uh, a, a copy created by Iggy Stan the Fool. Which also has, like, color. It's, like, color accurate. We've seen him make copies of things. I don't think we've ever seen him, like, make a, like a Naruto clone of someone before. Yeah, he made like a sand clay. He's basically Gara. Yeah. Um, and we get this neat feel that uh, that this neat idea that uh, that Iggy and Polnareff, which maybe they should have just kept hiding, had like cloaked into the floor. Like they they've sunk into the floor and they come out of the floor. It's really con- it looks like they're in the floor, not like they're hiding. Like they're part of the sand. It's I don't know what exactly is supposed to go on there. Did he destroy the steps and they've replaced it with sand? That's what it be. It has to be. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that must be what it is, but we got a great little thing. So Vinalice is looking away at Dio, fake Dio has lifted its hand and he's going to give him a, give him the old karate chop, uh, which Paul Naraf actually gives a very graphic detail where he's like, cut this guy in quarters, <laughs> split it from shoulder to groin. Like he really wants it to go down. Unfortunately, uh, Vinalice is open to the hip, like a mackerel. Oh, that's a great God. line. That's so evocative. Well, I mean, that guy killed Abdal. Yeah, fair, fair. I think Paul Nerf even mentions that you know, the gloves are clearly off. Yeah. It's like this. If there's one dude that needs to die, it's this guy. Um, unfortunately, they didn't factor into the fact that Dio is a zombie and this room is full of sunlight. So Vinalis is like, Dio would never be down here. So he quickly destroys the Dio clone. And then uh, scatters the two heroes in the attack. Like he blows up the stairs. Polnareff falls in one direction. Iggy stumbles and lands on like kind of like a little block in the other. Uh, and then this is awful. Uh, basically, Vanilla Ice is one of those. He really loves Dio. And instead of like. He really loves Dio. He really loves Dio. So instead of giving uh, Iggy the Polnareff or the uh, Abdol treatment, he then punches and starts kicking Iggy for forcing him to destroy anything that is in the likeness of uh dio and maybe you get more hearts on your outfit the more you love dio yeah well i mean he already self-decapitated himself he's got a lot of hearts on his outfit is all i'm saying and the other guys had less that's a good point they had a lot less um but yeah so that we get a, a very uncomfortable is how i would like to describe this extended sequence of him just uh kicking the crap out of iggy it's it's real rough to watch. Um, and because Iggy's a dog, I guess there's no censorship. A lot of blood, a lot of violence. It's it's a real bummer. Um, 
And I did write in my notes that even though Silver Chariot is a super fast, you know, stand that can move pretty far, uh, Paul and I have just kind of watched Iggy for an extended period of time uh, just get in the business. I had that thought too, but I think the anime explains it in a few seconds, don't they? Well, why didn't he fire his sword his sword gun? Because that was a plot power. Oh, that's a good point. He's only used it twice. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, it, it culminates with him being like, Iggy, you're nothing. Well, he doesn't know Iggy's name. He's like, you're nothing but a stray dog. Like, oh, God, this insults. Uh, you got to make sure, because this one comes back later when he says that uh, you, what is it, like a dog or an animal can't have a soul, proud soul. So Yeah, you're nothing but a stray. You have no proud soul. Um, yeah, nothing more than a mutt. Yeah, it's 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 a real like mean. Yet again, I've really bonded to Iggy. So hearing all this is really sad. Uh, Silver Chariot does finally save Iggy. He goes in there, and I made it. I made a note. And this is where he does like his like um his little backflip or whatever his, you call it. It's very uncomfortable. He, he he lets us he lets us see all of it. We see everything, uh, and we also at this moment looks like he has vampire teeth. I wrote in my notes. It's what a little inconsistent. There's some scenes where he doesn't, but he totally has vampire teeth when he freaks out in this scene. Okay. Um, after he breaks, uh, he separates the two. Silver Chariot then spins his uh, sword around like a helicopter to spread the, the full sand across the room. With the idea that he believes that, like, I don't know, Cream's invisibility power works in such a way that if you could just spread dust, you could see him. And it works. It totally works. Uh, and he's able to see where he is, so he kind of just waits in, in like, Paul Naraf waits on the ground being like, all right, I know where he is, and the moment he peeks his stupid head out, I'm going to do him. I'm going to do him in. And he peeks his stupid head out, and he stabs him right in the throat. <laughs> Which is uh, real crazy. Um, pretty good, uh, Paul Naraf's in a shot. You know, Suck on my sword until you die. <laughs> Which is Suck a great it. line. Yeah. <laughs> We get some great, uh, some great anger from Polnareff. Polnareff is rightly justified in telling that man to suck on his sword till he dies. Um, unfortunately, uh, Vanilla Ice—I uh, <laughs> don't remember what your your translation is—but he basically goes like, "I'm too busy to die," and is able to grab a Silver Chariot's neck with one of his hands, um, which causes Polnareff to start choking, and then he uh, basically uses his ability to yank. Part of Silver Chariot's hand into his void, and Polnareff loses, uh, I believe, his left ring finger and pinky finger. I think it's his uh, left. Uh, it was a few fingers. I don't remember. I didn't take he, note of what it was. He loses some fingers. But there is. This is a moment I started to have some bullshit moments here, uh, because with Polnareff, because he said, "I pierced your brain stem. Why yeah. won't you fucking die?" I think it's almost verbatim, minus a bit of the cursing. Yeah, well, he does mention it's like I got you in the brainstem. And then, and it, yeah, yeah, the Crunchyroll translation was like, "I don't have time. I'm too busy. Forget my brainstem. I'm too busy to die." Yeah, I do not have um, time to suffer pain. <laughs> it's not pain. He he severed your brainstem. Yeah, this. Well, he's already he already severed his own brainstem earlier. Oh, he's got the teeth right here. I'm looking really close yeah. up. How is he a vampire? Shouldn't he be a zombie? Well, I mean, he could be a he could be a zombie. I feel like he would be a zombie, but they call him, like, I think later on, when Polnareff figures this shit out, he's like, oh, you're a vampire. I feel like vampire has been so devalued that, 
Well, wasn't Jack the Ripper a zombie and he had the teeth? Did he have the teeth? I don't remember. I just remember I him he had being the teeth. I just remember him being in a horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to remember him anything <laughs> but him being in a horse. Held with knives or swords or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, uh he he doesn't he doesn't die and he he Polnareff loses two figures and then he does like some karate chop action which forces Silver Cherry to kick him and they separate. Um Paul tries to do the Polnareff tries to do the sword trick again, but instead of working, um Vinylize decides to just not peek out of cream and eats part of Silver Chariot's sword. So he's now lost the point of his sword. These are super serious, like very violent scenes and episodes we're talking about right now. But it's starting to lose some effect when you keep talking about cream. I'm just gonna put that. I'll just, I, I'll just, I'll say Vanilla Ice for now, and I won't mention the name of his stand. Somehow that doesn't ruin it. <laughs> we, we take Vanilla Ice very seriously. We take Vanilla right Ice here. very. My Ice Ice baby man. Yeah. Um, I guess it's also, I haven't mentioned this at all, and I think it gives the, the sound design of Vanilla Ice's stand, who will not be named, is incredible. It's got this deep, like, terrifying bass. It sounds like Annihilation. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like bad news. It is this, yeah, it, it's hard to describe. It is it is a really scary sound when he, when he yeah, you're the, like, it's a deep I mean, bass. It matches the visual perfectly too, because it's almost like he's been chased by a sentient cannonball. Yeah, the way it just flies through super fast with these perfect holes wherever it's destroying. It's yeah, it is. It is a very scary stand compared to anything we've seen so far, and its speed, its sound, and its destruction. Yeah, you can't touch it. It just eats everything. It is just kind of like fighting a black hole. Yeah. Um, and basically at this point, Vanilla Ice just starts to like hit parts of the room and blow stuff apart. Um, so, uh, Paul Naraf realizes he kind of has a brief moment. So he uses silver chariot to grab Iggy and bring them next to each other. Uh, while they're sitting next to each other, it is then realized that, uh, vanilla ice's attacks aren't random at all. He's now doing, starting to draw a spiral pattern. So his decision is like, I'm just not going to look. And I guess he could just kind of get a feel for how he's moving. So he's drawing a spiral and it is going to eat parts of the room. Um, we get a great panic moment where Polnareff tries to use Silver Chariot's broken sword to dig through the floor, where it's like, step, 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 and it's like, ah, it's not going to work. Um, But he is able to use Silver Chariot, in this case, to kind of knock him and Iggy out of the way of dying. Um, But things do seem dire, so dire that we actually get his inner monologue, where we are presented with the, uh, the three options of a, uh, how this is going to play out. It almost feels like a like the sudden change, like it switches to sepia, and these answers. This, this question shows up, and the and the, like this writing starts showing up, like in the anime, like if it were a manga or something instead. Yeah, and it's such a drastic change for a second that it almost feels like they're changing to a choose your own adventure story. Yeah, How do you, what, what does Polnareff do? Like you, yeah, dial one for this, and he outlines kind of like his like the 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 wonderful and handsome Polnareff will will do well. Like, number two, my friends will come and save me. And I did like the the one I love. Number three, things won't pan out. Life's a bitch. <laughs> well, knowing JoJo, it can't be number three. Yeah, and he's like, oh, American superheroes aren't going to be. He even asked for an American comic book superhero to show up, and he knows that's not going to happen. Um, and we basically just, and I think rightfully so, it's been built up in this way. We have a sense of, like, utter hopelessness as impending doom is kind of heading towards it. Um he does throw Iggy 
outside of the circle, which is kind of a thing because he knows that it's like zooming inwards towards him. So he throws Iggy into one of the areas where he's already dug, thinking that he won't go out that way, and then attempts to use Silver Chariot to pull him. Unfortunately, uh, Silver Chariot is a speed stand, and it's not able to um, pull him across the floor. At least not since he's been so beat up, is what he says. Yeah. Both him and the stand have both taken a lot of damage. They're both, like, really weak, and he's not able to pull him out of the way. Yeah, he's already um, lost another big chunk from his leg by now. I don't remember when that oh, happened. Oh, did I miss? I must not have made a note of that. But, yeah, at one point during this, um, oh, he lost the chunk when they were after the D, after the fake Dio thing. So Polnareff okay. is actually missing a piece of his thigh. Again. Yeah. A big hunk of his, his leg is missing. So he's lost toes on his left leg. I think he's lost two of his fingers on his right hand. And he's lost a part of, I think, one of his, his left thigh or something like that. So he's like he's bleeding out quite a bit and is, is having a lot of difficulty moving. Um, it all seems kind of hopeless as he kind of watches uh, Vanilla Ice head towards him. And he, noted, he hears a sound and he sees Iggy uh, gets up um, and, you know, is just basically already like on death's door. And he kind of begs Iggy to, like, don't do this. You have to get away. Like, you know, don't do it. Don't try to do it. And we see Vinylize head towards him. We get a very stylized effect of that. And we kind of get, like, a POV of Iggy's eyeball. And we watch Polnareff's earring fly off. And the episode ends. And uh, that is the second episode of the Vanilla Ice fight. Flipping bananas. <laughs> We're getting that uh, choir music for when people die in JoJo. Yeah, just nonstop choir. Yeah, um, yeah, it's real crazy. They they had some good. The the I I liked the false sense of security you get when he stabs Vanilla Ice in the head. Yeah, I mean like that should <laughs> should have killed him. God damn it, zombie or not, really should have killed him. Should at least um, been down. Yeah, should have had a fake out or something. He didn't have um, time to feel pain, Pat. He's too busy. He's too busy to die. In this economy? <laughs> um, <laughs> Egypt in the 80s? I don't know. Yeah, the, the real estate market out here is crazy. Um, but yeah, I feel like with the death of Avdol, like that almost makes you feel like, well, they can't kill anyone else. It, it's weird because it feels like everyone's completely vulnerable and no one is complete. You, I, I waffled mentally back and forth where it's just like, well, no one else could die. I thought, sure, I thought I thought Polnareff was dead here. I thought this was this was the Polnareff death scene, and we were going to have to see how that concludes with Iggy coming up. Yeah, Just, because holy shit! Yeah, it's super I, dire, super it tense. Did feel like Iraqi was finally committing to like you know what life sucks. Yeah, he's dead, man. Just brace. This is what happens. This is what happens when you're a side I character. I've gone. Well, that's I'm what I really liked of the. The long cons, so to speak, of having an extended side cast. Yeah. Where it's just like, there's so many more disposable people to get eaten up in the final battle. It's just like, Avdol is this character that we didn't really particularly like at first. And then he got shot in the head and came back and was better Avdol. And yeah, but... him, him just getting murked was real rotten. We didn't even get to hear one more of the Avdol battle theme since they got to Egypt, I think. Yeah, he didn't get he didn't get a single tisk. No more tisks. No more of that awesome like Mega Man style battle music he had. It was Ugh. The last thing Magician's Red did was summon a weird fire radar. If if that if the team had to pick one of them to have a chance against Dio, I would have picked Avdol. 
Yeah. If, like, oh. if, if he's if, all right, so his whole thing is he's a vampire and he can like out heal whatever you do to him. Can he out heal being set on fire forever? Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like that would have oh. been, I think, the most useful power to have brought against the vampire, short of being able to, I don't know, summon, uh, shoot light from a a gun. Yeah, not <laughs> on your back, Joseph. <laughs> but yeah, oh man, it's crazy. You want to do the last episode? Yeah, uh, no, but kind of. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, we we return to where we were. Um, oh no, no, we don't. The, this episode yeah, ends no. with a, a palate cleanser. My apologies. We open up with uh, Team A, who don't know what a real fight looks like if it walked up and slapped him. <laughs> it's been a bit. It's been a bit for them, hasn't it? These idiots that played Mario Kart and baseball while their friends are being literally picked to pieces. In one room, you will play video games. In the other, it's Squid Games. Choose wisely. It's, <laughs> um, but yeah, they get they they find the the intro room where everything began, uh, the Avdol room, and they're just like, "Whoa, this place is crazy." There's like holes everywhere. The holes are perfect. Look at these perfect holes. Avdol Kekoid. loved this place. <laughs> Avdol loved perfect holes. <laughs> Kekoid, come over here. Check out this perfect hole. Um, and then I do like this little callback where even though Polnareff's barricade did not work at all on Vanilla Ice, uh, they do have to have Jotaro use Star Platinum to break through the door so they can follow through. Mm -hmm. Uh, we then get the intro, which yet again, Castlevania's hell. No sound effects yet, so we know we're not quite at the end. We know we're not at the end. I know I have to make sure not to skip the intro for the last couple episodes because I want to see if they do that again where the sound effects are blaring. Uh, we now return to where we left off. We see Paul Narath, uh facing the void and melting away. Um, earring after hits the ground. Earring hits the ground until it is absorbed by Vanilla Ice, who ends his spiral. And he comes out full body outside of his stand. And he is like, to no one in his mind, is this like, you know what? I blame Avdol for this. I don't blame Paul Narath. Paul Narath doesn't get credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give any of that to him at all. He's like, sure, Paul Narath stabbed me a couple of times, but it's that Avdol guy who had the audacity to turn around before I murdered him. This is part of where I started calling bullshit, too, because the whole reason he's actually alive, like if there's any actual reason given in the anime, it's not his stupid, I don't have time to die. It's that he's a vampire slash zombie now, right? Yeah. So mortal wounds aren't so mortal on him. Exactly. But he's in the room that's flooded with sunlight that he said Dio would never come into right now. I feel like this is like a lighting issue. I feel like the anime messed that up. Okay. Because uh, I really do. Giant windows, they're open. Sun's coming in. Yeah. Well, I mean, he literally said this is a room Dio couldn't be in because Dio's a vampire. Right. Um. This is. I feel like this is definitely one of those things where the room is like like curtains or something. Like it's not direct sunlight or. It's I, it's direct sunlight though. It's straight up. There are no curtains. There's giant open holes in the wall by the giant windows. Yeah, I don't mean to be that guy, but I'm just gonna blame um, the the anime. Yeah, I feel like this it's is awesome. just a goof up. Like no one thought to be like, oh shoot, we lit this too well. A right, better explanation. He's not fully a vampire yet. 
I guess it's slowly happening maybe throughout it's slowly, the fight. Maybe it's slowly happening, even though Dio happened almost immediately. But he used the mask, so I don't know, man. I don't yeah, he, know. he used the mask, yeah. Remember? He used the mask. And he also got shot a bunch. Nobody shot Vanilla Ice. Through his, like, God, it wasn't even just his mouth. It was through his tongue into his throat when he got stabbed. Yeah, it was, like, it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, stuck on it. Yeah. But as he is saying that no, there's no way in the world that he doesn't eat. Paul Naraf gets zero credit. Zero. He then <laughs> looks up and Paul Naraf is totally alive. Um, the fool has grabbed Paul Naraf and is holding him up against the ceiling. And the narrator then delivers a promo about how Iggy, even though he is a dog, he is no, not just a mutt and a stray, and that he does have a proud soul. It acted on its own. He couldn't stop it. Yeah, he was such a great dog slash you know, character that even though it would be the end of him, he did save Paul Naraf just instinctually. And we get a thing where Iggy kind of smirks to the camera one more triumphant time. And then he dies. Coughs out all the blood that could fit in his body in that one last moment. Yeah. Just like one final, like blood cough, like a real, real uh, rough one too. And then collapses it. dead. And the choir music starts again for a dead character, a dead main character. Oof, yeah. The choir music starts again, and we get a real sad thing where Paul Naraf basically says that he could feel Iggy's death through his stand because his stand is is turning from a magical stand into just plain old sand. And which I don't know when he said that, that actually made me really sad. No, I felt um, that. Yeah, it was sad. This whole scene is a good anime death sad kind of thing going on. Yeah, Paul Naraf just going through the ringer, man um he even says that he's like he's got terrible luck and friends yeah um though we don't get too much time to dwell on the death of iggy because paul Naraf then stabs villain through the forehead and then uses his stand to grab the back of his sword and then fully twists vanilla ice's head uh and snaps it like breaks his neck it's basically what looks like dead on the ground and uh, Polnareff hits the ground as well. That was a good little. We get a you know the 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 flashback of their relationship together to really hit back. It's so fun. He didn't get a flashback to. Well, I guess he didn't have time to flashback to Avdol. It's not no. Uh, Vidal Ice made sure of that. Yeah, and it just there's also some tragedy of just when a character succumbs to wounds. I think it's something that's really. Like if a character gets killed in something, it's like, oh geez, but like he looks so sad and peaceful there under a blanket of sand covering him. Yeah, he just he just boomf. He just runs out of runs out of juice. Um, we get this reveal that vanilla ice then zombie undertaker style gets back up and then approaches Polnareff. We get a big uh comic book splash panel of him standing next to his stand, being like, I'ma get you. But uh Paul Naraf is done with his shit and basically stabs him like a million billion times um, and then stabs him more and then comments that he realizes that like, I now understand why you're so hard to put down. You're immortal. And he goes like, but you know, not fully immortal. And then he, he does the thing where he breaks, he breaks the wall and lets in sunlight and vanilla ice's arm explodes. You Old know, school vampire pillman style. It is a very visible uh, sunbeam, I guess. Yeah, very visible sunbeams. Um, and I don't know if I read that right in the Netflix translation or if it's different cultural, but Paul Naraf even goes like, I don't think you realize it yourself that you're a vampire. 
Um, yeah, like he said something to the effect of, haven't you noticed the changes in your own body? Yeah. It was something like that. But yeah, he basically points out that he just doesn't realize fully that he is a vampire and what that applies to him. And then Vanilla Ice uh, graciously looks at the camera and goes like, you're right, Pelnarath, I don't understand I am a vampire. And then walks into the <laughs> sun and loses his foot. <laughs> uh, he loses, like, knee down on his on his leg. And it's kind of freaking out because he's, like, just having to, like, maintain balance and be like, I'm going to totally kill you. But before he can finish threatening, in the coolest cool guy, so gosh dang cool, uh, Polnareff kills him by having Silver Chariot just lightly shove Vanilla Ice into the sun. And Vanilla Ice completely pops and destroys and is, is, is dead. I That light shove, I thought, was such a badass move. Yeah, it, it was. And Vanilla Ice, I think it was appropriate calling him the human pet shop because I think he's the only other assassin who's actually died. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is completely gone. And um, we get this thing where uh, it's kind of like there's smoke. in. The, apparently in the manga, these ashes of Vanilla Ice fly off and, be, and do this, but we see... Um, uh, basically, the like dust float off, and then Polnareff looks up, and the sad music returns in full, and we see the shapes of Avdol and Iggy floating off into the sky, like not old school like season one, like faces in the sky. This is like a full body, like Avdol is like turned around, is like meaning Avdol and Iggy are both like looking back down on Polnareff. This is a serious moment, but you reminding me of season one faces. <laughs> Really brings me back, man. I'm sorry to remind you of like I missed you... those. <laughs> all those random faces in the sky. For people who are still alive, I think yeah. half the time too. It's like let's remember the few side characters that we have, and then everyone looks up. I should have brought that up, but it, I thought of it because it's like we used to like no, in season it's... one. Season one is like eight episodes long, and like they look to the sky and see faces like four <laughs> times. I had to point them out to you half the time. It's how often they happen. You were just forgetting and ignoring them. I was trying to like, oh, that's no big deal. It happens all the time. It's like but that's you... stuck with me. Oh, no, that's fair. You're using words to describe this visual thing that needs to be separated from that other visual thing. Yeah, it's it's very much like. And uh, bravo to the animation team. Um, the eyes they did for Avdol and Iggy look so determined and sad, uh, and the music is perfect, and I got really sad watching that. I will give full credit uh, to episode 44 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the Stardust Crusaders, for making misty. me feel gosh darn emotions. Getting a little misty-eyed here. The, just the, yeah, that Avdol-Iggy look is like, fight on, brother, you got this. And uh, the anime makes it very clear uh, that they're super dead by uh, popping text up on the screen that they are both deceased. Yeah. So no uh, getting, no surviving the shot. And st like, they're not messing around. Like, these two are dead. They're not going to cheapen it. And it's, it's, hoof, hoof. Man. Hoof. Kekyoin might be best boy, but Iggy, best good boy. Oh, the best, best good, good boy. Best good boy, man. Iggy was, I'm missing Iggy so much. What a man, best anime dog. Don't at me. <laughs> Don't ban him from the fighting games. I got a main Iggy now. I know. We have to all main Iggy. Iggy, man, what a what a oof. What a cool character. Also, I, I want to mention um this might have been in the last episode when they killed uh Billy Jean. Um 
But uh, Iggy actually got Iggy's voice actor got to say the fool one more time. Oh, did he? Um, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah you're right. Which was uh, a neat little thing. Um, and I do want to mention uh, Polnareff, just flipping diehard, flipping 80s hero. Um, even though he is missing toes and a hunk of his leg, immediately gets up and is like, back to the mission. Yeah, it's already seeming to be better. Yeah, he's like, ah, it's an anime, whatever. Pop a health potion, he's good. Yeah, he's just like, I don't care. Have a sensu bean, he's fine. Yeah, exactly. Sensu bean. Um, but I'm so glad that uh, we had that big, tear-jerking, serious moment, and the anime treats it with all the respect it deserves. Yeah, with a they fucking don't... turtle. Oh man! Oh yes, you're right. We're you're already ended the next scene. <laughs> so yeah, we get an ad break, and we're back in Japan. Um, this is crazy. They they definitely feel like we don't want to leave everybody bummed. They didn't want to leave us bummed, Matt. Um, this, if this, if this, if these three episodes were sushi, this is a big hunk of ginger right here. Uh, the palate will be cleansed. Uh, to sum this up, uh, Rosas, Suzy Q, and another gentleman have, uh, come to Japan. Suzy Q wants to see her daughter. Um, the best part of this is Suzy Q now has a turtle, which from what I could tell, I don't get, it's not addressed. <laughs> she just has a turtle. She's just like, here, hold my turtle. Yeah, it's like not like, oh, I brought a turtle to make Holly feel better. It's just like, hold my turtle. I think it's a tortoise. It looks like a tortoise. She calls it a turtle, so I don't know. Yeah, but I'm she not... just has this turtle. And even though uh, the, the whole crux of this entire scene, I really don't want to play by play it, is that Rosas has still not told her that Holly doesn't just have the flu or something, that she's dying. And he keeps trying to do like I gotta tell her, but Holly's too or Susie is too much of a tourist. Like she's taking footage of stuff, she's eating soup, and um, the best part of this is that um, the man who is I don't believe named, uh, who she hands the turtle to, he looks like a future like a future side character protagonist, doesn't he? Yeah, like he's Wait, got definition. Is he not even named in the wiki? <sighs> is he? I would not be shocked. He's not even named in the wiki. So I guess we're going to have to go with Turtle Man, which is what I call him for this. All we right. have an extended scene where, uh, the, you know, the whole, like, I've worked for them for 30 years and I don't know what to do. And this idiot is holding the turtle the whole time. And it's really funny. Miss um, Susan, you told him to. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't let go of that turtle for the rest of the episode. Uh, we get some really, uh, I'm going to say untasteful. How do, how do you phrase this? Really bad Holly shots. Like, I feel like every time they cut to Holly in her stand, it's, like, worse and worse. I think they, like, want it to be artistic, but it definitely comes off with that whole male gaze thing. Yeah, well, he... Um, and it gets it, worse. On the wiki, there is a quote from the director where he says, I would like to apologize for that. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. I re I regret this choice. That doesn't really that doesn't help at all. He's like, forgive us for treating such an important character like this. Like, I don't know, but yeah, it's gross. It's terrible. I mean, it's they they keep upping. The I hope they never cut to her again because they've been upping the ante in a lot of weird ways. Like she's um const like it's always her naked for some reason. Yeah, which I, I I guess I can kind of see a perspective to get from. I feel like they fail at that every time. Uh, maybe it's supposed to show vulnerability is well, my this, only. Yeah, but this this one in particular, it's like it's just straight up like a pornographic bondage scene with her all of a sudden. 
Yeah, it's real. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. Did I mention it's not great? It's not great. It's oh. weird. It's it's weird. It's not even that. Like it's not even hot. It's just weird. Yeah, it's 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 really off putting. However, yeah, that man is still holding a turtle. Um, and yeah. uh, just because I like to mention, she tries to film a yakuza guy, and she says, okay. "Give me a smile in English." Like I wasn't sure. Is he like he is? It's implied he's yakuza, right? Is that is that I'm, the idea here? I'm fairly certain she tried to film a yakuza man. Or is the idea that uh, what are they in Tokyo? Where did they say they were? They're just in Japan. Just in Japan is Japan. Oh, they're in Tokyo. Like, You're right. They're in okay. Tokyo. They're in Tokyo. Tokyo just feel like really big assholes. Like he's just, he's a thug. I, I assume it's applied as yakuza, but uh, as Rosas tells Suzy Q, learn something about Japan. Yeah, he's just like you are doing all of the wrong, dangerous stuff, and uh, Rosas kicks the yakuza man. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, they get back in the car. He still doesn't say anything. And I've read in my notes that has to be disappointing the turtle man. <laughs> we then yet again like I, it, it's such a it's it's i think it's trash but i really love them sitting in the car and the turtle man is holding onto the turtle like it's a steering wheel like he's not holding it comfortably i love turtle man well, yeah, like in front of him yeah yeah he's just like uh maybe he's kind of icked out by like, i've never been asked to just hold a turtle for someone but uh, we get the big reveal right before they get to the house, and Rosas is like, "Oh God, I got to tell." Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Susie's like, "Hey, I know that something's bad," and they both kind of go like, "What?" Like just both Rosas and Turtle Man are like, "What?" She's like, "It's my daughter and my husband. I I know both of them very very well. They've been hiding something, so I have to assume it's real real bad." And instead of Rosas talking, Turtle Man spills the beans. He deals the dish, and we have our steaks. Um, we got our big reunion. Susie and Holly see each other, and uh, basically, she's like, uh, "All we can do is support, support the gang." And Rosas cries. And do you have anything else to say about that whole deal? Nope. Yeah, it's just it's really just a whole big. Un- I, I I'm so bummy. Is the last time we had an extended Susie Q scene with the submarine? I loved it, and this just kind of felt like they were padding get that but at the same time i felt good about it by the end um just because i like scenes that remind you that suzy q wasn't like her whole character isn't someone who can't pick between two dresses over and over again yeah like i I feel like often you kind of feel like she's this sort of airheaded character who doesn't quite belong in a joestar family line but then you get scenes like this that remind you like oh no she knows what's up she's been living this life she knows she, she just choose to do it from time to time. Right. Uh, she seems a lot more in control of her life than what we were previously believed. And I, I like seeing that from Susie Q. She was once possessed by a severed brain. I think you could <laughs> give her some slack. <laughs> you know what? With, she had the motivation from Joseph to heal all those ugly wounds. Try to be less ugly next time I see you. <laughs> uh, I can't. That was so great. She, she, he was like, try to be ugly, try to be less ugly, and she was like, try not to die, idiot. Why do I like Joseph so much? He's such an asshole. Joseph is the best. He's got some terrible character traits. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, because he he feels like a grandpa. <laughs> He's got that grandpa energy that makes you forgive him for being an idiot. Uh, he kind of does. He went from being a brash young man to a grandpa. It's hard to have any sense of um. Um, shoot, like 
you're just like, oh, he's too young to understand, and now he's too old to bother. So like, yeah. I never feel like I I need to put like guilt or I don't feel like I could judge him. Right. Okay. That's good. That, that I think that's the way. That's how the Joseph magic works. Um, it's not right, but that just seems to be how my brain's dealing with. Um, we cut back to the team, or who's left of it? Oh no, it's still Team A. They've not reunited with Polnareff. Uh. They run into who I will now refer to as Wired Beck 2.0. I think anyone remembers who Wired Beck is. Wired Beck <laughs> was he died for our sins. Here's how much I don't remember Wired Beck. I don't remember what I called him where you had to constantly correct me that his name was Wired Beck. I don't well, know how I used to refer to him. His name was Wired Beck and and uh I almost called her Rose. Lisa <laughs> Lisa took him out. Uh real rotten. Uh he is the final um I guess he must not. He's, he doesn't have a stand, oh. so he's not one of the Egyptian gods. But he's just like he feels like like when Dio made the cats. Like he's like another one of those. Um, yeah, let's just spoil his whole deal. Like I feel like Dio put a woman's face on the back of this guy's head. Like is that his thing? Like he's a fake woman. I thought maybe his thing was that he like created the disguise. Like he, uh, he, like he isn't just like half a woman on one side of him. Like that's I not mean, right. Hold on, I'm gonna rewind this take for when he's on the ceiling. He's he's well, I mean, he's introduced as like a doofus. He's like everyone called me an idiot, and now they're all dead. Ha 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 ha. And it seems like the the only thing this guy's good at doing is like clinging to the ceiling like a bad Spider Man and giggling. And he has a flashback to like Vanilla Ice telling them that he's worthless, and everyone will be like, "Ah, oh, this guy's stupid." It's it's, it's hilarious because it's the uh, the black shadows. You don't see anyone else's faces, but Darby is there. Like all the other house uh, assassins yeah. or guardians. Is Pet Shop in there them. too? I remember. Is Pet Shop was Pet Shop there? Uh, no, it's Darby, uh, Vanilla Ice, and Billy Jean. Was his name? Was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, Billy Jean. Billy Jean, who we didn't even get a line or like almost any animation. You it's got, one of the three people walking away calling him useless. You got dunked on by Billy Jean. I, ouch. It's like, oof, 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 oof. If he already wasn't going to have a bad day, that'd be pretty bad. And this Billie guy Jean has looks, to live with being dunked on by Billy Jean. Billy Jean looks so stupid. He's like, a, he's, he's, first of all, Billy Jean is also really short. Or maybe the other guys are really tall. I don't know. I don't know. Billy Jean looked tiny, and he he's got really DBZ tiny. shoulder pads. He's got DBZ shoulder pads. He's got like Keebler elf hat. He's got weird elf ears. <laughs> it's. He's got Broly's necklace. Like he already looks really dumb, and like he'd be a joke character. And he's one of the three people mocking. Uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, Nuke. Uh, Nuke Saku. But that wasn't that, that was an actual name, though. This is what they called him, right? Well, that's his name in the. It, I believe it translates to idiot. So we're gonna have to pull, we're gonna have to point this out in the translation because it was definitely different in the whatever country really used here. So Netflix called him loser, and uh, Crunchyroll straight up just said they all called him Nukasaku. Which apparently, if I am, and I am not an expert, let, let me shine that out there. I believe that is the word for idiot. So it's it's like that's it's a pun. Where it's like uh, his name is idiot, or they all called him idiot, or 
I think the yeah. joke is that we never hear his name, and he's just always called an idiot or a loser. Right. And at the end of the scene, Jotaro goes like, ah, oh, you're an idiot or a loser. He's like, how did you know? Right, yeah, and that was the joke at the end of the scene. It didn't make much sense if you don't know what Nukasaka means. Yeah, it's a dumb scene, which is why we haven't discussed it. Anyway, the, the gang show up, a lady comes out, she's like, help me. And they're like, yeah, we'll help you. And Jotaro punches the lady right in the right. face. And I'll tell this line short, because this is the best part of the stupid scene. It's like, uh, don't worry, you're friends. Of, yeah. Uh, you're my friends? Yes, we're friends of justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, punches, punches him right in the face. Um, and then Joseph goes like, yeah, we'll help you to go right to hell. And then like the lady's like, how did you know? And it's like, you're just a dude with a lady on the back of your head. You have a lady face. Like at first I thought he was like Quirrell from Harry Potter, but he literally just has a lady head on the back of his head. And he forgot to like, his hands are backwards. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're, I don't, I don't understand. Like the, the, like the other half of him, it's, it's got a full chest. So it still looks like a lady. Yeah. What is his like? Is he kind of like uh, Boingo, but like worse? I can't. This guy is like the worst. <laughs> he doesn't make much sense. He's really dumb. That's why I think that he's just like Dio slapped someone's face on the back of his head and said, "This is your deal now." Like he didn't. Yeah, he didn't get a commercials. Uh, one of those uh, cards between things. So we don't. I don't. Maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't have a stand. Maybe he's just another hybrid thing. Yeah. I just feel like he's like, oh, what would be uh, today's a boring day. What if I slapped a lady on the back of uh, Nukasaku's face? That'd be funny. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it, it, it all builds up to like Jotaro like being like, oh, so you're immortal. Let's find out how immortal you are. <laughs> Wasn't there a good Joseph? Oh, my God here. Yeah. Right. I, when he says that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, so you're immortal, huh? Let's just find out how immortal you are. And even Joseph is like, Christ. So it's a great, it's, it's in the top five. I think, Oh my God's at the moment. I know I keep adding a lot past five to yeah. the top five. Oh my God list. But. We should have done, well, I should have had an Excel document to keep track of the, Oh my Well, someone's bound to have had the top oh, yeah. five. Oh my God. Way. That wouldn't be original. I'm sure that's been, but yeah, like the moment he says that the Joseph's, Oh my God, isn't his usual, like worried. Oh my God. It was, very yeah. much ah, <laughs> oh, you fuck now oh my god wait a minute you got it I, I just realized this is what this is the thing that keeps us unique as a podcast as an experience uh, the hall of fame we didn't think we'd get one this season doobie wired beck and now nukasaku oh <laughs> uh, i respect both of the guys you mentioned more than nukasaku do you believe that there was oh. a day of what you know, wired back, not the worst. Yeah, there already is. God damn, I guess well, you never we didn't see Wired Beck do a damn thing, did we? He, all we know is that he was a vampire, right? Yeah. You know what? Bullshit, yes. He's above this guy because vampires are what Dio is. Well, remember the time <laughs> that Wired Beck pretended to be a doorknob? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> better disguise than this guy. It worked better, didn't it? Yeah, he grabbed the doorknob and was totally grossed out. Yeah. I'm not a doorknob, I'm a vampire. <laughs> I love Wired Beck. That guy's such a stupid idiot. What did I used to... I know I never... I refuse to refer to him as Wired Beck. Maybe I just referred to him as that, as that vampire or something. I'll have I, to, I'll, I'll, I will go back and find out for the... I have homework. I will go back to the that episode 
because I I severely doubt you refuse to talk about Wired Beck as much as I do. <laughs> also, pour one out for Doobie, who was done in by his own snake hair. Yeah, poor old Doobie. I love Doobie. God. He wasn't even a vampire or a zombie or anything, was he? He was just a weird fucker in the castle. It's like a sin against nature. Yeah. He, he looks like a... Dr. Faustus from uh, Guilty Gears, I think? Yeah. yeah well, Guilty he, Gears. Just, he had a muscle body, acid for blood, a skeleton, a skeleton head full of snakes. He was a weird dude, and jo- Jonathan just killed him with his own snakes. This is back in season one where they were already being very loose with trying to explain how anything is the way that it is. Yeah. And he had nothing. Like, no explanation. I mean... Just, it was just Doobie. It was his castle. He owned it. Well, well, that's the thing. It's like, Doobie shows up and he's like, look, it's Doobie. And no one goes like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> that's also after the amazing moment where Poco is being berated by his father while there are multiple people all giants that could collab that could corroborate his story. <laughs> Jonathan Zapelli, oh, Strazo, and Beck, and I, Ta- Tom Petty are all standing out there not helping. I take back all my respect for parts two and three. Part one is the best. <laughs> <laughs> you got faces in the sky. <laughs> oh. You got Dio dressed like a sixteen hundreds pimp walking around drunk. Oh, that was great. We we got uh, we got Zapelli weighing over the water. Punching frogs. They pick up rocks. Look at this rock. Remember the leaf? <laughs> oh, I was trying to remember what to call that thing. The heart-shaped leaf kite or the whatever. Life magnetism ripple got, or whatever. We got people drinking pond water. Oh, man. She's drinking pond water. <laughs> She's totally dissing you, Dio. Oh jeez, you see the pond water? Oh man, I uh, wish I know this I know that it won't happen, but I kind of wish that somehow that story had been relayed to uh, Joseph and he brings it up in the fight to come. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really <laughs> I would like them just throwing that in his face. He just starts drinking pond water. He's like, Oh, look at this pond water. Oh Dio's like kind of spoilers because I know at least one thing that's gonna happen in the fight of with Dio. Yeah. But like he gets all his blood sapped out of him and he just starts trying to fill it up back up with pond yeah. water. He's like pond water. What were you born on Oga Street? <laughs> oh God, that's the. I think that's the trick of JoJo. Is the more JoJo you watch, somehow retroactively, JoJo One becomes the greatest <laughs> masterwork of all time. Oh, I'm still just remembering the just the what's the, what's the term for what's staging? God, I can't remember. Blocking like, or staging? Blocking. Or? Yeah, the blocking. This is the, the perfect blocking when everyone is always standing shoulder to shoulder as these like <laughs> uh these like slightly grinning titans of people. Yeah. Speedwagon also remember when Speedwagon got a hammer? <laughs> he started carrying around a fucking hammer to be useful or something. And he used it once. <laughs> oh so good. Oh man! Remember the only like Speedwagon is like, here's what I do. This is why I'm here. And he jabbed um, um, Zapelli's like frozen arm into his gut. Yeah, I'm warm. I'm a tauntaun. <laughs> oh, did he take his shirt off to do that? Yeah, he opened up his shirt. Yeah. Um, oh god. And he ended up. Remember, we used to have an odd job hat. Yeah, he did. I missed that hat. He, he never, used to be his thing. He only ever used that in the one Ogre Strike. 
in the uh, Ogre yeah. Street fight. And then never he got again. He got lodged as a Jonathan's arm bone, and he never threw it again. And then he, he couldn't. Too much blood on that thing. Oh, man. It wouldn't work. Jonathan broke it. Let's, Jonathan dulled that blade with his bones. And then he started wearing Zapelli's hat like it was his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not bequeathed to him. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, this is mine now. You made this, oh. I made this. Oh, man. Oh. We, didn't, oh, we didn't finish this episode yet. No, we didn't. There's still more. Oh, crap. Anyway, they beat up that stupid zombie, and they have a dumb joke about his name, which may or may not make sense, depending on which subtitles you're listening to. Um, I should go back and look at that episode in English just to see how they play that out. Uh, the ending plays. I watched the outro. I made the note that the photo at the end of the outro now makes me uh, extremely sad. Oh, but you knew that's why they took it. You knew it's oh, why yeah. they took it. Yeah, now that it's like, oh, man, after all, and Iggy, Joseph was holding Iggy. Oh, man. <sighs> and then we get our post credit sequence where Paul Naraf is well overestimating the power of bandages. <laughs> is he? Or maybe he just knows that he's so much more badass than Dio. Or he's in so much pain, he doesn't realize he's in pain. Uh, because he has wrapped up bandages on his leg, which is missing a hunk, his foot that is missing toes. And his response is to be like, ah, it's almost like nothing ever happened. He hopped. He, like, jumped up and down three times. Well, it's not like, it does say it still hurts, but I got myself a vampire to kill. Yeah, I mean, he knows that he's on a mission. Well, he's like full of Diego Montoya. Yeah. My name is Paul Naraf. I guess my sister's already avenged. You killed my buddy and that and my and my dog buddy. You got to yeah. die. I cut you off. Dio's at the top of the steps now. Oh yeah. Well, whatever. This is great because like <laughs> yeah. he looks up and the Dio is like, "Check out me and all of my spotlights." Dio's like super backlit. Like there yeah. might as well have been fireworks. And he's like, "Hey, Paul Naraf." And Paul Naraf's like, "All right, the- Dio." <laughs> He turned the fog machine on, too, because fog starts coming down the steps after him. Oh, my God. It is, like, so much rock. Like, either they're about to fight or Dio's going to put on a rock concert. It's He's got the lights. He's got the <laughs> yeah, fog. You're right. uh, I challenge you to a rock off. The bass is about to fucking hit. But, yeah, Dio has showed up, and he's like, hey. And they stare at each other, and then the episode ends. Um, uh and we got another three-parter. So here's here's something that's very difficult to talk about. Uh, we have another three-parter, and then we have one a onesie. Do you want to save that one? I think we should save that onesie. Just have a short episode or something. Uh, yeah, probably the best way to do this. Because what we could do, like, well, all right, let's plan to do some dumb stuff, like you know, like a little recap, like come up with some top lists, or end up talking about Speedwagon again. For yeah, let's do let's do some dumb stuff, you know, like talking all about all of season one again <laughs> and a, you know in a three-parter a three-parter we had so much of season three to talk about and we immediately <laughs> back in part one rest in peace Speedwagon man mm. this <sighs> is my hat now the, the most tragic romance of all of jojo as far as i can tell this is unspoken this yeah. is unspoken love for mr joestar how lucky was he that when he hamond Wang Chun, that he walked forward and they gummed up the gears of that boat? There's no way that was his plan. <laughs> oh, don't bring that back up again. All righty, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that again. 
uh, whenever we cover what in the in our special episode, we're both gonna joke. Here's the, here's what's gonna happen. Uh, we both believe that episode is gonna be super short, and it will somehow be the longest episode of this podcast we will like ever it's, record. It's, it's actually like a double special, but in one episode. Yeah, we will cover twenty minutes of anime in two and a half hours <laughs> in painstaking detail. Um, I also meant to go back and relook at the OVA because you reminded me that they do Iggy real rotten in the OVA. Yeah, I wanted to send you like a vanilla ice gif, and then I found that from the fight where Iggy just gets smashed by a uh, a pillar out of nowhere. Yeah, well, they only have so much time. Like, there's not enough. Like, the OVA is only like six episodes long, so the vanilla ice fight needs to be short. So they they had to they had to tighten that up. I but yeah, let's let's <laughs> really tighten that fight up then. Yeah, so let's. Uh, I, I think we can we can wrap this this uh, this this doggy, this this dog a dog. Give it a book this, out. This book out. Yes. All this, right. This speed wagon. This tome. This rock. I uh, am looking for. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Yeah, so I'm now ready to book out. Are you ready to book out? Book it out. Book out.